0: What's going on everybody? This is Black Men Sundays. Happy 2024. Happy New Year. You know, this is Black Men Sundays. We're talking about generational wealth. We're talking about finance. And of course, we're talking about business. It's a Black Men Sunday. It's the new year. And today's guest, we bring him back our brother Nelson Simmons. We haven't seen him all of 2023. He kicked off 2022, January 4th. He kicked it off, set the tone. You know, he set the tone for my life. You know, he set me up with an account because here's my thing. When we talk about generational wealth, finance and business, I hate to bring guests to you guys and I'm not utilizing their services. I'm utilizing this brother's services. Trust me, I don't have some rough months where (laughs) I don't know if I want to give him that money right now, but I'm like, you know what? We did that. So without further ado, Nelson Simmons, budgeting coach, my financial advisor, two decades of corporate and finance and accounting experience, just a masterclass. Welcome to 2024, everybody. Nelson Simmons, welcome back to Black Men's Sundays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, brother yeah yeah thank you
1: thank you for uh, allowing me back on the show to, to to do my thing uh and to basically uh talk to you guys about uh what i'm most passionate about and that is helping people win with their finances right that is my goal but now uh, uh it's been a rebirth or a fire's been lit up under me now uh that i have a mission right And my mission is to create uh, or help create as many uh, everyday millionaires as i can right so yeah that's the that's that's the actual mission uh that i'm i'm on all the 2024 and as long as the good lord allows me to do it i'm gonna continue to do that
0: let's jump right in i'm excited mm-hmm. i don't need to give you no alley loops you know how to dunk so how can i become a millionaire in 30 years my brother
1: okay well i'm gonna tell you before, before that i can tell you I kind of want to explain what an everyday millionaire is. That's just a ordinary person, just like myself, like you who didn't grow up with money. We didn't grow up with a silver spoon in our hand. We didn't grow up, uh, 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 at least I did upper middle class, um, first generation, uh, soon to be wealthy, uh, uh, a millionaire, definitely uh, educated. My parents knew that, but they just didn't have the tools to teach me how the money game worked, right? And so... Um, It's it's quite simple, but before I go into, you know, how does one become uh, an everyday millionaire? I want to talk about the hindrance to uh, us becoming an everyday uh, millionaire. Uh, And and there's various reasons, as I'm seeing or I see out in the field, but I'm going to list three uh, root causes or what I see persistently uh, when I'm um, doing my thing with with my uh, investment clients. Right. And one uh, or. When i'm doing my my, my my budgeting coaching as well and that's the lack of uh, an emergency uh, fund and proper financial planning that's all in one lifestyle creep and then family right we're gonna get into all of those before i even start talking about you know some statistics with regards to uh the everyday millionaire so let's talk about the lack of an emergency fund you know most people can't cover a 400 hundred dollar emergency right we're struggling out here because we just don't have the funds to when life just happens and it will happen to cover that uh, emergency. So a properly funded emergency fund is an account with three to six months of living savings in it. And so what ends up happening is what hinders uh, uh, the people that I, that I sit across from uh, is when uh, they dip into their retirement retirement savings because they don't have that appropriate emergency fund uh, set up appropriately, right? So you're taking money from a, um, you're basically stealing from a future version of yourself to cover something that if you just had appropriately planned for it, wouldn't even be an issue. So we just came off the, the Christmas season and I'm just like tackling it as I see it, right? I've just sat down with a particular client and they uh, were, we, we were saying, okay, so we, we missed the mark this year with Christmas gifts, right? We had to take out of uh, savings to cover Christmas. We didn't do it quite bad on credit card, which is probably the worst thing that you can do, especially how the interest rates are working on those credit cards right now. But we took it out of savings, right? And that's not an account that you should be taking out of. That is not an emergency. Your Christmas day is not an emergency a case of emergency but you know your gifts for your kids is not that not an emergency that is for something truly uh actually uh you know going wrong uh, around the house so how you uh, actually plan for that is you set up a uh like a like a special account a christmas account fund for your family right outside of your emergency fund so say for instance you have I think a 1200 my math may be wrong but if it is somebody correct me A $1,200 budget for next year, that's $100, I think so, a month that you would put back in this fund. So when Christmas comes, because it comes on the 25th of every single year, you already have that money stashed away. So another thing that I see uh, is uh, the lack of, uh, well, where people are going into their um, retirement accounts for luxury vacations, right? Going into their 401k plans, borrowing it, you know, making withdrawals, taking out loans. And the only time and there's other measures I would like to exhaust those and, and look over those um, those options before I touch my money because once you take the money out of the market, that's it, right? It takes time in the market for your money to to grow properly. But the only time that I would say and it's not for a luxury vacation, that it'd be okay to maybe take out money out of your retirement account is if you're buying a non-correlating asset that's not correlated to the stock market, which is, you know, real estate, buying a home and things of that nature, right? So those are the only times that I would say that you should take it, take it out. So that's number one. And then lifestyle creep. So when we get raises, right, we usually don't, save and invest. We just ups, ups, up our lifestyle, right? Because we're not accustomed, especially us in the middle class, with saving, right? We don't know when we're gonna get to, to buy that new bag or whatever your vice is, right? So just because you make more money doesn't mean your, your spending habits change, right? Just like if you had a vice with a, a drug, the more money you make the more access you have to that particular drug and it's the same thing with whatever it is you like to do so that's what i'm seeing when i'm sitting across the the, the table with um with uh, people that i'm um, talking to uh as well as family and and I, this one is real hard to to sell people, especially in our community, because we want to take care of mom and make sure mom is straight. But I say that we have to take care of ourselves first, right? If there is a, uh, they, they tell you on a plane, when you get on a plane, if we have some kind of incident that happened, put your mask on first because you can't be, if any, service to anyone until your mask is on first. So I said, I said all that to say is, Uh, we need to start taking care of ourselves better. It's not our kids' job to take care of us in old age. We should be an everyday millionaire. So when they're out living their lives, having kids, doing what they are supposed to be doing, just living, they don't have to look back and worry about mom, right? And vice versa, right? But I see it on the, the parents side, where the parents are taking care of grown children, right? And that usually messes their retirement plan up. I've got uh, some elderly or clients that should be in retirement that took instead of saving appropriately during their hard working years when they were trading time for money, when they had the the strength to do it, they were busy taking care of their kids instead of putting their uh, nest egg away for themselves in, um, in retirement. So um, I just wanted to, to, to kind of reiterate this point. Put your mask on first. Uh, somebody, your family member's problem is not your, their emergency is not your emergency. What were you going to do beforehand? And then, okay, if I, if I get you out of this jam, I'm going to teach you how to fish. I need, I need to get you on, or I need to get you in front of somebody that can get you on a savings plan and an, and an investment uh, plan to, so that you're no longer, or you will never be in this uh, situation again. So in, in saying that, uh, a way that I help uh, uh, families cope with family members who may just need that little help is to set up a, like, like a slush fund for them, like a secret account, they don't know about it. And then what you put like, say for instance, you put hundred dollars a month in there. And then uh, at the end of the year, you got tw- uh, $1,200, for them that they don't know about. But once they spend that $1,200, then my pocketbook is closed to you. You've spent your limit with me so that that doesn't interrupt your day-to-day and it doesn't interrupt your retirement planning at all, right? So I think I hit that on the the, the nose, right? And so these are the type of hindrances that I see when I'm sitting down with clients. Uh, My client, my oldest client came to me when they were 70 years old. And they were like, am I in a position to retire? And the hardest thing to tell someone that's 70 years old and ready to, to sit down, they're vibrant uh, is, and, and they, they are, have the ability to work, but two years in my life as a 40, almost plus a uh, 40 year old man is not that big a deal. But when you're sitting across from someone who is aged and they're elderly, Two years is a big freaking deal in their life, right? The, the wear and tear on the body is different, right? So if I'm under a lot of stress and then they're under the same amount of stress because they're working like they're young, it's gonna take a bigger toll on them. So they're already ready to, to come out of the workforce, but can't. So in that situation, I'm like, can you just give me five years to kind of piece it together because social security by itself is, is not gonna be enough, right? So we. Thank God this particular individual owns a home and we're going to have to do some, some creative some creative uh, stuff of using that equity to, to help fund retirement. When if they just had not done these hindrances or had uh, hindrances or roadblocks to keep them from earning or having a million dollars in their account, they would have been very, uh, very well off and not having to work well into their 70s. 75 right i'm going to read off some statistics i'm a statistic guy i like to you know do my research and make sure that you know um my conclusions are valid right so before i start reading off these statistics i want you to know that they're just like you and i none of these people excuse me really came from money some of them even came from lower middle class and very few came from upper middle class to, uh, you know, the wealthy, right? Okay, so this was a national study done or conducted by Ramsey Solution. Everybody knows who Dave Ramsey Ramsey is. He's a big uh, financial guru based here in Nashville, Tennessee where I reside. Um, And uh, his study found that 79% 79 of millionaires did not receive any inheritance at all from their parents or other family members. The majority of millionaires didn't even grow up around money, kind of like me and you, right? Like you and I. According to the survey, eight out of 10 millionaires came from families at or below middle income level. Only 2% of millionaires surveyed said they came from upper uh, income families. The majority of millionaires uh, in the survey did not have high level high salary jobs, only 15% were senior level, uh, were in senior level positions. These are your CEOs, CFOs, uh, and COOs, chief operating officers. So what were the top five uh, careers that millionaires had uh, that were in this survey? Well, they were engineers, accountants and CPAs, teachers, those in management, definitely not upper management, And then attorneys so I can see the I can see the uh, the engineers because they know how math work they can get this how compounding interest work accounts can do the same thing Uh, I can actually see attorneys and accountants they're rule based right so if I just follow this plan that someone gives me I can get there but teachers they should they are very underpaid in my opinion but they make the majority of millionaires because it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you can keep, you can save, you can invest over a period of time, over several decades, right? So that's what's gonna cause you to win and become an everyday millionaire. Uh, and some further statistics only 31% uh, average $100,000 $100, a year over the course of their career. And one third never made six figures in any single single working year of their career. And this kind of coincides with the Census Bureau uh, study that said only 18% of individuals and 33%, 33.6% of U.S. households earn 100K. Eight out of 10 millionaires invested in their four, uh, their company's 401K plan, and that simple step was key to their financial success. Not only that, but three out of four of those surveyed also invested outside of their company plans, which is your traditional uh, IRAs or Roths, right? And here we go with, I've got a few more statistics. I know hopefully nobody's eyes are over, But hey, this stuff gets me fired up. It's really putting, uh, I can do this. There is no excuse for me not to be a millionaire after I'm through finished trading my time for money. And one of my sayings that I, I often say is work without purpose is worthless. Right. It's just worthless. So what are you working towards? What are you What what is what 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 is your end game? You have to have an end game in mind. Right. So the profile of a one million uh, of a one million dollar 401k investor, according to Fidelity, looks something like uh, the average age being 59.4 years old. Um They've been investing in their 401k for 26.6 years, so almost 30 years, which is uh, several decades. And then their allocation uh, to stock is about 80%. It's sitting at 76.6%. So they have a uh, a portfolio of 80% stock, 20% bond, right? Which that's uh, like a growth strategy in my world. Um, the average sa- savings rate, of a 401k millionaire was 13.9%, according to Fidelity. Nelson Simmons, NS3 says, you need about 15% all around. And this includes any kind of company matches, right? On your 401k plan, 403Bs, 457Bs, TSBs, uh, those employer-sponsored plans, right? I've got some more statistics, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna go into that. So is there any other, is there any questions with regards to statistics? Do we wanna talk about it? Do you want me to keep going? Because I can keep going, because now we're getting ready to hit, uh, you know, what we need to be doing. Right. The retirement contribution income limits for 2024. What can I do? How do I get here? What what are my limits? What you you need to know. Right. So I I, I believe it's important. So I'm just going to tell you what I think is important, what I preach to my clients. Uh, Do what you can. But. We want to be overachievers. We don't want to just be average or, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to date myself in how country I, I am, fairly middling. You see what I'm saying? We don't want to just be getting by, putting a couple of dollars here. Let's try to strive to get to the max of what the, IR, the IRS said we can put in these tax shelters so we can grow our money. Right. They're giving us these shelters to where we're not being taxed. So, yes, let's put all the money in there. Let's utilize them. Let's take advantage of compounding interest because we are getting beat over the head by uh, uh, the banks. When we go borrow money for our houses, we go borrow money for, you know, when we're, when we're paying the credit card companies, uh, when we're borrowing money to, you know, to, to, to buy a car. Right. Those interest rates work against us. Right. So let's put it in some vehicles. Let's put it in an account that grows and where we can get that interest instead of giving it all to the bank and letting them become rich and then become and and them supply the the the, their shareholders which we need to be shareholders in banks so that we have some skin in the game right all right so for 2024 man i can't believe we're already here guys um our the ira contribution limits for uh 2024 are seven thousand dollars for anybody under the age of 50. Guys, that's only eight. It sounds like a lot, but when you get 30 years down the road or 40 years down the road, um, that amount of the money that you sacrificed today and in those years that you were saving will be failed in comparison when you have a million dollars or more sitting in uh, one of these retirement accounts. So $7,000 is the limit for those below 50. That's $583.31 per month. That's all you can put in an IRA account right now. If you're 50, you can put an additional 1000 So that's $8,000 a month. I mean, excuse me, a year. $666.66 per month if you're 50 and older. For your 401k, 403bs, 4057bs, your thrift savings plans, you can put $23,000 in uh, if you're under 50, and $30,500 as a catch-up if you're 50. If you're doing well for yourself, they don't want you contributing to a a, 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 a Roth, right? They, they limit the amount uh, of money you can make and contribute to a Roth. There are ways around it, and we're getting ready to talk about that backdoor back Roth, right? All right, that's which what y'all want to talk about, okay. <laughs> so uh you can contribute contribute the full of 7000 if your modified gross uh adjusted gross income is less than $146,000. So you have a range, $146,000 to $161,000. That's the range it starts to fade as you make more than $146,000 as an individual. Right? So once you hit that 161, 161, 161,000, you can no longer as an individual, if you're filing as a single or head of household, you cannot legally contribute to a Roth IRA as a married person, $7,000 each, the wife and and, and, and the husband can both contribute $7,000 to a Roth IRA. Once you start making two hundred thousand, excuse me, two hundred thirty thousand dollars or more, that's when you're no longer allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. So you've totally phased out at two forty, right? That's when you're filing as you know uh, jointly, right? All right. So now there are areas that way around this if you're a high income earner. It's called the backdoor Roth strategy, and I'm getting ready to give you the strategy and then explain in its simplest simplest form the trickiness of it, because it's tricky. If you already have a traditional uh, RIA that you've rolled over from a previous job, and then you want to convert it to a Roth IRA so that you have some tax-free money, because it's going to matter when you're in retirement because you're gonna be taxed, right? At some point, the IRS is gonna come in and and it's at age 73 now uh, and say, hey, it's time to pay taxes. We're gonna make you take this required uh, distribution, whether you need it or not. So you need some money that is non-taxable. So here's the Roth backdoor strategy. Number one, you're gonna open up a traditional IRA account that has no prior contributions. Number two, you're gonna open up a Roth IRA. Number three, you're gonna to contribute to the traditional IRA, but you're gonna hold the funds in a money market, just in cash, till the conversion. Four, you're gonna convert the money to the Roth IRA. Inside the Roth IRA is when you start picking those investments to help grow your money tax free. All right. That is the strategy. Now. If you pick a if it earns anything inside that traditional IRA and you try to convert it, then you subject yourself to. You're going to have to you you need to fill out. You're going to have to fill out a form called that uh, form It's a tax form called 8606. That's the form you got to fill out. But then you're going to subject yourself to the uh, pro rata rule, which states that, hey, we don't know if you've been taxed on this. Did you earn anything? Did you take any deductions for contributions? We need to know. But as long as and that's the simplest term, right? So if you were to even do the strategy that I said and you have investments inside that traditional, it's going to automatically subject you to the pro rata. If you have a job, you leave your job, you roll it over, you roll, you take your money from your old employer, and you roll it over into a traditional IRA. That money has already seen some growth, so you're going to be subject to the pro pro rata rule, and it's only going to let you take a portion of it and convert it over into the Roth. It's not going to let you take all of it, right? And then it's that complex calculation. You're going to get your tax attorney or tax accountant, CPA involved to help you with determining how much can be converted uh, to the uh, and how much taxes you will owe in the year of conversion. It's a one-time deal. So if you want to do it, you can do it. But I advise going over just the backdoor strategy, opening up two accounts and then starting from scratch. This is the and believe it or not, it is—it is, it is this—it is this simple. It is this simple. This is the—this is this is the strategy that I follow. It is truly this simple to become an everyday millionaire. There's a myriad of ways that you can do it that will stress you the heck out. Real estate is one of those um, that are uh, capital intensive, which means cash. You—you gonna have to have some cash flow, some bank to do it. Sometimes, right? This is simple. $500, you can't, you can't go into a bank and be like, hey, I want to, you know, I, I don't know if anywhere you can put a down payment on a house or closing costs and all the other stuff that goes into buying real estate or starting a business and things of that nature. This is very, very low entry when it comes to, if you think about it, of what you have to contribute to become that millionaire, right? It's this simple. Number one, contribute to your employer sponsor plan up to the corporate match. Then go back and max out your Roth IRA if you're eligible. I've already told you how to do the backdoor strategy in traditional IRA. Then go back and max out your employer sponsor plan. That's it. Now, if you get that that done, that's a lot of money in moving in the market, right? got 23,000 plus 7,000. Y'all do the math. If you're behind, you got 8,000 plus 30,500. Y'all do the math. That's a lot of money going on. So that's basically all that everyday ordinary people can do. If they're doing that, they're doing extremely well. Are there other things that you can do in the market? Yeah. But I ain't talking about that today. Okay. All right. So now we're getting ready to go and I'm getting ready to prove it out. So you remember with the statistic that said um, it, t- it took the average everyday millionaire twenty six point six years to become that. Well, I'm going to do it for 30 and I'm going to do it on a strategy that kind of. Mirrors the market, right? It's, it's, it's one of it's, it's a fund that I, I, I utilize with with clients that is used to protect um, capital when the markets are, you know, in a rift, right? Because we're gonna have in anybody's investment career, we're gonna have a recession, some maybe some bouts of inflation. Heck, you can't even, you can't. There's definitely gonna be wars. We always in in and out of wars, and you can't rule out another pandemic because we didn't have that. So I'm getting ready to share if, if if technology will cooperate. This isn't me because I am in the market. But say, for instance. I'm new to the market. I'm going to hit 2024 off running, right? So in 30 years, I can't project what will happen in 30 years, but I can go back 30 years in a fund in which you should do. It. And if I'm, if, 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 when I'm advising clients, I just don't throw their money in there. I want them to have a track record, right? Kind of if I really want to say this. You know, if you're dating someone, you kind of want to know a little bit about, it. well, you know, you want to know about the family, medical history sometimes, you know, if they have any mental health issues and things of that nature, if you want to deal with that kind of thing, uh, you want to know a little bit about who you're dating, right? So you need to know a little bit about what you're investing in. And so you want them to have at least a 10-year track record to say, ah, you know, this is how this, is, this fund is going to behave over time, right? It's going in 10 years, there's a lot can happen. There is going to be another recession. Heck, there may be a recession in 2024. It may be. There, there's, there's, they're, they're predicting that. That's every year, though, right? Rates going to come down. We'll get into that if, if, if we have time, what I, what I think is going to happen in the, in the market and the economy uh, later. But here it is, guys, a fund that I, I utilize with, with my clients. That's As you can see, what, what this represents is the the crimson or red line represents the portfolio. The blue line represents the market as a whole, which is the S&P. And it's kind of lockstep with it, right? It kind of outperformed in years 2018. Can everybody see it? So this is me, you, you all of you guys on YouTube, making the decision that this year is the year that I'm going to take the steps for a future version of myself to become a millionaire. This is for this year, and it increasingly goes up, right? So what you can contribute. Last year, you could contribute 6,500. 2022, you could contribute 6,000. In 2024, it's 7,000. So this is 7,000, what 7,000 would do over a 30-year time span. That's $583.33 a month, guys. You would have contributed 209,880 bucks over 30 years, and it would have netted you Right at a million dollars, and this is just going with the flow of the market. The market is going to return you seven to ten percent. Is there a way for you to beat that? Yes, there are some proponents that say the market is called the market, uh, the efficient market theory, that no fund manager over the long course of time, uh, over the course of time, can beat the market. That is absolutely—it's bull. It's BS. I've seen it. And some of the things that I've analyzed, and we're just going to leave it there. But that's it. We've we we made that million dollar mark, right? Over thirty years, and this is a what I consider, a, or what is a, um, a, a a loaded mutual fund, which means you pay up front, right? So here's your fees over the thirty years that you would pay, and you still hit a billion bucks with a nine percent return. Remember, I just said, I think I did. That the market on average, the modern stock market has returned seven to ten percent, and boom, there it is. Quick math. This is just math. It it it's just math. It is what it is. All right, so say for instance, I got another scenario um, where a person hypothetically had saved a hundred thousand dollars. Because there's something that when you got that much money moving in the market, when the market moves, you're making tens of thousands of dollars on them swings. It's it's, it's crazy it, the momentum that you get, right? So, and then this person, this hypothetical person, and this is this is when I say hypothetical. Please don't get this twisted. This is what it would would have happened if you had your money in this time frame. It's historical. It's not a a hypothetical. It's historical. It it is what it is. 1994, you had money from 1994 to to just last year, uh, the closing day of the market, uh, the last day of last year. This is what the market would have done. And then in this length of time, I've tested tested the waters because we've had the second Gulf War. We've had the dot-com. We've had 9-11 terror attack. We've had Uh, the Great Recession, all these things are going to happen again. We've had the pandemic, we've had all this stuff, and you still ended up with a million dollars. Everyday millionaire. I can't make it up. So here's a look at the same time frame, but this is a person that has some money in the market. they say, you know what? I'm getting ready to just, I'm going to leave my money here, but I ain't contributing not a dime more. You still end up with a million four. In fact, you end up with more money because, it's time in the market and you're not building. Yeah, you're buying more shares of a thing when you're what you're you're what is called dollar cost averaging, but if you just throw a big chunk in it, you're already making tens of thousands of dollars as the market is going up, right? So you're gonna end up with more money because of the, the the dollar amount that you just put in. But anyway, you don't have to do, you got $100,000 guys, you ain't got to do a thing else. You gotta be a millionaire It's just sit back, And relax and don't touch it. Don't um, create hindrances. You know, we were talking about those hindrances, those issues where you're solving short term problems with long term money, lifestyle creep, letting your family take your million dollars away from you when they could get responsible and start doing the same thing. Teaching them how to fish instead of giving it to them all the time. I know people need help, but put your mask on first and then worry about, right? My goal is to be a distribution center, but I got to get Nelson Simmons right first before I can do it on a grand level where I'm being impactful. Yeah, I'm doing that, but to be super impactful, I have to get myself right first, right? So, all right, that's all I wanted to share with you guys. Not all I wanted to share with you as far as I'm done, but like share with you to just put it home like this is real it is what it is i know this for a fact I, i'm giving you the blueprint i'm giving everybody a blueprint i'm trying to tell you this is how you become an everyday millionaire i i'm gonna tell the story right now of of, 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 a, of a couple and you know and i got the concept it's not it's not actually my concept it's it's uh, i think it was coined by um uh, Chris hogan he was a, a personality with uh, ramsey but he has a, a book called the everyday millionaire but Shoot his mind because I'm helping people achieve this, you know, on, on the scale that I can. But I was with um a, a couple, a young couple that I have. I've got just about all of the family money. They're 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 just everyday people, right? Dad came to me and said, Hey, I blew it in the in 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 showing my my son finances. I don't know anything about that, but Nelson, I know that you do. So I've in return, I've got the son, got the grandmother. I've got the, 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 the girlfriend who's soon to be his wife. They're about 19 or 20. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and they're doing this. And they're going to be everyday people, right? They're going to be uh, he's going to be in construction. He's going to school for um, some some construction, business construction or something like that. You know, he's going to be in the construction industry, industry and she's going to be a nurse. Um, so I'm sitting on the back seat. We're going to play golf. Me and dad, because we're buddies, are sitting on the back seat. We're just letting the kids just drive us out to the golf course, right? And I'm just looking at them. They all touchy-feely and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, you know, praying over their relationship. And it's like, hey, if they just want to do this thing, Lord, be with them, protect them. They have no clue what how life is going to hit them, right? They're going to have all kinds of life issues. We as married men or people who have been married know that marriage ain't easy. Things happen. People die, all that other stuff, but they will not have to worry about money. If they continue to do what they're supposed to do, they will be everyday millionaires. And that's kind of how the concept came to me. Me, you know, being like, this is the mission. I see this. I want to be impactful. I want to do this for people. I want to help them uh, in any way possible to achieve their financial goals and financial dreams and make sure that they're straight at the end of the day. So we talked about the everyday millionaire i've shown you how it is possible let's go ahead and talk about the the, uh, the updates to the secure act that's the act it's it's what it stands for is setting every community up for retirement act that was enacted in 2019 under the donald donald trump's administration um basically how it impacts us uh or you guys is the required age for minimum distribution. It upped it from 70 and a half to 73. Right. And with the Roth IRA, now that you know the Roth IRA strategy, you want to get your money in there. There is no minimum uh, age that you have to take that. Right. So you can kind of finagle with your your tax situation. Like you may have a real need of $50,000 in retirement, but if it's in a 401k or a traditional IRA and it has not been taxed yet, you're going to have to take substantially more out to get to that $50,000 that you really, really need. So therefore in retirement, if you have this pot of money that has already been taxed as post-tax, you put it in there, then you can be like, okay, I'm going to say visibly, I just need to take 30 from here, from my taxable account or the account that has not been taxed yet. I'm going to take the other 20 from my, um, my 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 Roth IRA, right? And there therefore you've reduced your 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 tax tax liability for that year. Social security tax. I have worked with clients that got in trouble for not paying their taxes on their social security. It's a real thing. Interest it happens. Go figure. pay into it is just like they going to tax it. So and then it's not enough to live off of anyway. So just make sure you have your pots of money. and Make sure you have um, it sheltered in something that's already been taxed and it's growing tax-free. So when you pull it out, this is like pulling it out of your savings account, your checking account. Do whatever you want to do with it. You don't have to worry about nobody coming in asking you for a piece that you've worked so hard for. I don't want to pay taxes. Do you? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, Yeah. So uh, in other news, you guys may not care, but uh, the the Secure Act 2.0 in 2025 is going to require that companies enroll all employees into a retirement plan automatically. So it's going to force people to save at least 3%. They can opt out of it, but why would you? But there's probably going to be some people to opt out of it, but it's getting that bad. It also signifies that there ain't gonna be no social security after a while, right? And I think that the baby boomer generation is gonna be the last generation that kind of sees it in its full uh, capacity, right? So I really don't think that social security is gonna be around for you know future generations. It's gonna be on you to do the savings, and if you ain't, you see what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be no more. When I turn sixty-two, you see what I'm saying? No, nope. and and then you don't even get the full. Benefit until, what, 67, I think. Don't, 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 don't quote me on that. But I know us in our community. I heard my aunts, my uncle, my mom, my dad talk about that 62 was that golden age, boy. They was ready for that Social Security. And no, I'm not waiting to get max benefit. I ain't waiting a day. Give me my money now. So everyday millionaire disciplines. All right? We're, we're going to sum it up, and then I'm going to open it up for questions. Um, know your fin right know your financial independence number and i'm gonna do like a quick calculation over here for myself because my math is super super bad so what do you want to pay yourself out of the money that uh of the bank with your your, your name on it so when everything is said and done you need to know how much salary am i going to take from the money that i've saved that's why it's so important to become an everyday millionaire. so say for instance you have uh, you want to pay yourself a $75,000 salary, the amount of money that you have needed to accumulate, you times that times 25. It's called the uh, the four percent rule, it's a rule that financial advisors use. So, you'll need to save 1.8 million, uh, $1,875,000 to be able to sustain your life for 25 years. So, say for instance, I want to uh, retire at 65, that amount of money. Will last me 25 years. Now, this is just a raw number. This is not talking about any taxes, Social Security, uh, inflation that you have to combat for because your money still has to grow in retirement. Right. This is just a raw number that I have to get you. Right. And it's solvable by a math equation. That's why you just need to come talk to somebody uh, that will help you. Right. That does this uh, for people. But anyway, so this money will last me if I retire at 65 till I'm 90 before I'm out, before I run out. Now, this is, that's just me taking care of myself, my necessities. And remember, now you're in the age where your, your insurance is no longer subsidized, right? So you got all these other things that you have to account for in retirement. You, get, you, you become expensive, kind of like you got babies and yeah, they're expensive, but them teenagers, boy. And then it's kind of like, you 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 don't need your health insurance, and then you kind of start needing it. You are glad you got it, and then you boy, you really need this stuff, right? You become more expensive as you get older. My parents are expensive. Shoot, I, they just are. They old and expensive. Kind of like when my you know you is this you know the, the circle of life, right? And so that'll also allow you to draw down if we're talking about a percentage. Four uh, percent every year for twenty-five years to give you that seventy-five thousand dollars. All right, all right. Let's talk about uh, making savings and investing automatic. Just make it automatic. You're not gonna. You need to treat it like that Hulu subscription and them subscriptions that you 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 don't even know know anything about. They just run it, and and Netflix is just collecting money on you every month, and you don't even know it. You're laughing, Corey, but you know it's true. It may not be Netflix. It's it's, it's one of of them services that you just don't even know. It's like, dang, I'm paying for this? Pay yourself first. Take the money with your name on it and put it into another account with your name on it that bears more interest so that you can be less of a burden on yourself when retirement age comes. Dollar cost averaging. That's just buying stock at that set, $583.33, if it's $100, if it's $25, if it's whatever you can afford, just make sure you're doing something for towards retirement. And so what you're ending up doing is you'll end up with more of an asset, right? This is a true statement and it's sad, but most of the money is made in bad economic times. It's made in bad economic times. People are getting rich out here. In real estate, when the market was low, interest rates were low, it's just the it's game. And now they're high, they're the demand, you see what I'm saying? He who owns the land and the gold, are the ones that own everything, get your piece of that pie. And the way that you do it is through dollar cost averaging. The everyday millionaire has to do it is through this dollar cost averaging. So what we're doing is we're taking advantage of economic misfortune and it's black friday when i have it, just think of it if, you, if we want to put it in the terms of that we can understand where it's not so scary black friday we know that the economy as a whole is going to come back up regardless of what they're saying on the news station that's just selling fear and people writing books and all this other stuff and making money behind the scenes when they know the game and how it's played so we as black folks just need to know that everything is going to be okay if the us economy goes under then ever all, all of us are done for right everything is so interconnected that if this stock market goes your money in the bank is no longer no longer good we saw that a couple of months ago and things of that nature when there was a run almost a run on the bank you know when the tech companies out in california and all that stuff was going on right so we kind of got a feel of what can happen they're not going to let that happen it can happen but the likelihood we all mess up We ain't, none of us, none none of us going to have anything. So you ain't got to worry about stock market. You ain't got to worry about the money in the bank. Better know, better know that maker. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And then a diversification, right? Um, Where's Sears? Where's Blockbuster? Let me some more companies. that are no longer, you don't put all of your money in, I don't believe in single stocks no way. Not for my retirement, for my, just you see what I'm saying, for investing and, and things of that nature. If I want to buy the hot stock or I want to buy some, uh, what, what, was, what was it uh, over there, GameStop or whatever, and I want to play, yeah, I can do that, but not for my retirement. money. That's over there in my brokerage account, right? We stick, we're trying to come up too fast. This is something that grows over time, right? So diversify. We don't need, you, we don't know, and neither, honestly, do the people, that, the analysts that go in and have and truly have knowledge of researching these companies if they can be fooled what is the common man doing trying to disinvest in one single stock to carry him for his lifetime you don't know what the next Amazon is I don't either but I need to own some Amazon along with Meta and Apple and Google so the only way that I lose my money, all of my money, is if all those companies go out of business at the same time on the same day. And a good way to do that and to have a good foundation in your investment portfolio inside of your account, your IRA or 401k is mutual funds. And if you want to put some index funds in there, yeah, that, that works too. That's kind of all you're going to be exposed to at for a work a work 401k plan or a 403 or a 457 is kind of vanilla, right? So just, just, just throw it in. I wouldn't necessarily do a, uh, a target. You can because it'll adjust it, right? It'll adjust that stock split. And remember, I just told you um, the key to becoming a millionaire is staying equity cent- centric or more so in equities, right? Which is um, I, the, the average millionaire was doing like 80% stock, 20% bond. But what ends up happening is through the course, like the whole course of their investment career, the whole 30 years, you need to be in more, more stock, in my opinion, versus, you know, bond, right? But what a target date retirement fund will do is it will move as you get closer to retirement, say your 50s, 60s, whatever, you'll be, Out of stock right and you still need that that growth that lift to 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 get you to the finish line all right and then my last point is roll over all 401k employer-sponsored money into a ira immediately upon separation don't leave your money over there with your old girlfriend or your old job would you do that would you leave your money with your your old girlfriend no better take your money with you That is an option. You can leave it with your old employer. But then when the plan administrator changes, it may shift you into a simple savings account of money market. You have no control over that. You always want to keep control over your money. Even if it's rolling, if if your new employer has a option where you can roll the money over into their plan, do that. But if you want ultimate control and charge of your money and have more investment options roll it over into an ira that you can control the investments in and that's it guys that's all i got i hope I, I hope you guys got something um i did my best i tried to explain that roth backdoor roth strategy come holler at your boy if you want you want to you want to implement it i'll get you there um but i gave you the step one two three and four my man. So listen. it does get complicated, but when you when you mix it, but if you just do it the way I told you, it won't be complicated.
2: Hey Nelson. Hey. Uh, nice to meet you, brother. Thank you nice for you, you know bro. dropping dropping these gems, man. I, I came, I jumped on a little bit late, um, mm-hmm. so I, I may uh, reach out to you offline regarding the, the backdoor sure. Roth strategy. But everything that you just talked about, man, was just just spot on. And um, when you were speaking about the uh, the Roth. Uh, we rolling over things from an employer. It's like I, I just retired from the military after 20 years, and we have uh, you know a thrift savings plan, a TSP yeah. plan, to where yes. you, you can choose a fund, but you have no control over anything else other than choosing that fund. So, excuse me. Immediately after I retired, I uh, rolled over the I rolled over my Roth and my traditional through yeah. TSP over to Fidelity. Which is the brokerage that I use primarily? Okay. Um, I did that because, like you were saying, now I have full control over what I invest uh, my money into, right? And um, Corey knows this, but I, I, you know, I've been investing and, and been trading, um, day trading and swing trading um, for for years. Okay. And that um, w- when you when you spoke on the um, ETFs uh in particular also um that's a great conservative strategy that i mm-hmm. i try to you know tell people the, ex- the exact same thing in in regards to hey you know instead of trying to point out specific stocks and hit the lottery you know look for specific sectors uh myself personally you know i i i really started focusing on like the uh the chip sector micro microchip sector okay. um AI, ai is huge right now yeah. and- you know during during the the gold rush right the people that made money were the people selling picks and shovels right mm-hmm. during the gold rush so okay. yeah, you've heard that that that, that expression of course right. so the same the same thing with with the you know with ai we're going to need microchips we're going to need chips right mm-hmm. and um i mean there there are individual stocks that you know um i have small bags in but for the most part i keep it pretty conservative you know even even etfs uh with with ETFs through that that sector. Uh, you know, I I invest in you know, uh cybersecurity um ETFs, um uh, chip ETFs uh real heavy. Um so I, I definitely like what you what you said about uh, doing all that. So the one question that I had uh for you um uh, when it came to uh, when you you spoke on mutual funds as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um just from my own personal uh association you know with with people that i've networked with and w- when it comes to investing a lot of people told me to to really stay away from like the mutual funds um because of the fees uh associated with the mutual mm-hmm. funds so and i don't know if i missed if you if you spoke on that uh, or if mm-hmm. i missed it because it came on a little bit late but what's what's yeah. your personal um I, your your personal preference in regards to mutual funds is is it something that i understand is easy for the conservative investor you know because they don't have to do anything and the money's being managed for you but a a more aggressive slash conservative investor like myself um who prefers to be able to manage you know uh, my funds a little bit more on on a on a personal level um do you have any cons, I guess, when it comes to the mutual funds at all, or, or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Right, right, okay. So when we're talking about mutual funds, there's there's a, a myriad of things that I can say. Um, for the retail investor, someone starting out, do believe that it could be better. Um, there are other options, like separately managed accounts that you may have, may, may have heard of where you have more control of your investment you can move in and out of the market um right. uh before the closing bell right with mutual funds you have to wait all day there's there's cons to them right so right. but there are minimum investment dollars that you in order to access the next level for the everyday millionaire not, that may not be the best route, right? We're just for we're, right. this discussion. We're just talking about getting people in, but there are okay. things called uh, separately managed accounts where there's, for me, and in my investment group is twenty five thousand to five hundred thousand dollar minimum. Okay. Now some of these other investment houses, Raymond James and stuff, you're talking about two hundred fifty thousand before they even mm-hmm. touch it, right? Or right. Uh, what, what's the other one? Um, there's there's another a big one, for, before they touch it, and then. You also got to think; those are the small accounts. Those are the ones that they throw off to the junior advisors, right? They're just like, "Hey, I'm sure. I don't want to touch that. big accounts. I want the million-dollar accounts, right?" So, in saying that, so um, it's a good way for uh, you know people who are getting truly getting started, um, want to become an you know uh, uh, the the average-day billionaire to get um, their their feet wet in in in, in the market uh, to be truly diversified without the the risk associated when you talk about the fees um, the fees dissipate one thing that I did show you on uh, on the uh on the actual uh hypo or historical is though that you hit breakpoints, right? right and at those breakpoints, eventually like when you get to a million dollars there are no more fees for entry right so it's just you just putting more money in there's nothing that you're actually uh paying and it happens before you hit a million dollars versus um asset under management there's a lot of ways that uh advisors can get paid out here right so if you got if they're managing your assets that never goes away and that you pay that fee that 1% on that million dollars for the life of however long they hold that that money whether how it doesn't matter how it performs You pay that. Right. And then they have separate managed accounts, kind of like I told you with a sophisticated uh, uh, investor where um, we're not pooling money together and going out and like buying stock, you know, because Amazon is expensive. And to the everyday investor to buy a share of Amazon, that's just not feasible. Right. And so it gives you access to these companies um, that are powerhouses and they've 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 they've. Appreciate it so much that the the average person cannot uh, afford to to um, to purchase them. So I for the everyday millionaire. Person, just every old average uh, person, I say that mutual funds and index funds and things of that nature are for them. It's the safest way. Um, You don't necessarily have to get a load, loaded fund. There's other ways to do it now, but you may not have your advisor. Um, to to help you when the, when the storm comes and then everybody's pulling out at the the, the wrong time. Um, yeah. It seems like when it gets scared, you don't have that coach to be like, "Hey, this is just part of the game, right? Ride it out, you'll be fine." I have those conversations all the time. Ride it out, you're going to be have fun. But for somebody like you uh, who's retired, there's 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 there's, there's um, the the, the uh, separately managed account where there's. Investment strategies that are unique to that individual, how that individual thinks, tax harvesting, harvesting, in, in various complex situations when you've got a lot going on. So, but for the everyday millionaire, that's the way to go, in my opinion. And then in your 401k plans and stuff, this is vanilla. They're mutual fund. They're, those are mutual funds in your in your, um, your 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 plans at work and stuff like that. It can't get as ris- risky uh, in those uh in those plans okay a lot of legality thank you yeah so i hope i answered the question in a roundabout way
2: you did you did i appreciate it yeah
1: no problem thank you for the question we share the same last name
2: that's right (laughs) we got you in georgia we might
1: be we might be relatives man
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is great i was gonna say man nelson simmons man we missed you all 2023 man yeah back on black men sundays man you enjoying yourself on the show brother
1: man i'm enjoying it man i am having a blast i'm back i'm back at them whenever you need me um yeah i'll be back on here i got some more stuff for you
0: oh i know you for business it. owners
1: we ain't gonna talk about it tonight but for business owners i'll be back and we'll we'll talk about that how about that
0: yeah definitely that sounds
1: <laughs> great man That's do awesome. some of that tax liability Right. Still not a tax advisor
0: coming on this show. I'm not doing that. Even though I'm, I'm, I'm an accountant, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, Nelson Simmons, brother, it's 2024. Happy New Year. Welcome New year. To Black Men's Sundays, brothers. Good it's good to see your face. I was going to say, man, one thing about you, man, you don't age at all. You look the exact same. I'm like, hi, this brother looked the exact same bro. you don't age at all. So we're going to have to get you on here and and talk some health conversation like what do you using in the ponds instituto you know what you're doing, <laughs> bro, that's doing like radiant. <laughs> must, must be that good nashville weather but hey nelson simmons man i appreciate you for coming on black men sundays yes. my financial advisor like i said you know i'm one of those people where you know when brothers come on this show i drink the sauce too and mm-hmm. i'm and you know it's funny how what, you set that account up for me, Nelson, two years ago? And, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. forgot about it. At first, I ain't going to lie, when I for like like, that first six months, I was like, ooh, ooh, Lord, Yeah, man. I mean, I you, me. you don't, don't
1: even check, just let and it. I, yeah, afterwards, like, yeah I, kinda, <laughs>
0: I, I got used to it now, but here's what started happening. So something to say one day, man, let me just see what kind of money. And I haven't looked at anybody. Let me, I, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, I, I get it now. But, you know, it, it took me some time. To get you know because like from the from my job's point of view i was always good with that but you know it's nice it's nice to have that fun when you have that advisor that can kind of look over your shoulder because i'm one of those uh single stock emotional guys oh the stock's tumbling get your money out i'm running you know no one's <laughs> telling me robin hood click 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 and then the money I, I might take that reinvest it somewhere else but i always get in trouble so for me I know how I get down, you know what I'm saying? So I know it's easier for me to kind of have a a financial uh, over, overseer, if you will. That way, when I get emotional, you can kind of coach me to kind of get me back to normal. So it's all good, man. But, hey, Happy New Year, fellas. Yes. Uh, Nelson Simmons, man. Welcome back to Black Men Sundays, and we out of here. Peace. It's a Black Man Sunday.